Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to the Poker Face Recap Podcast, where every week I dive into the world of the hit Peacock TV series, Poker Face. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and I'm excited to break down each episode in this character-driven murder mystery series. No bullshit. So sit back, relax, Maybe crack open a can of your favorite tall can of beer. And let's get it started on this wild ride with Charlie Kale as she goes around the United States solving murders. This episode, I'm talking about episode seven, season one, episode seven, The Future of the Sport. This episode aired February 16th, 2023, directed by Ian B. MacDonald. Uh, written by Ryan Johnson, Joe Lawson, C.S. Fisher, and this episode guest stars Tim Blake Nelson and Charles Melton, among others. Uh, in this episode, Charlie is in Mason, Tennessee, outside of Memphis, working as a janitor in a family fun center type of a place with go-karts, video games, a little sports bar. Uh, the, there's a rivalry between an old race car driver and uh, who has lost his flow and a young, brash kid who likes to play dirty. There's no murder in this episode, spoilers, but has one hell of a twist. It was it, like the... <laughs> Before we see Charlie, as in every episode, where we see the murder take place... The twist in this episode, when that that time comes at the end of the first act, actually we don't even see that twist until the end of the second act, I believe, and that is it is in it's so good, it's so good. One of my favorite. Uh, this is definitely one of my favorite episodes of this season. Uh, and in the end, there is a bit of karmic justice because karma is some kind of a consequence, as we find out in this episode. Uh, so let's get into this episode, shall we? Um, so we see uh, her. She's in Tennessee, as I said. Maybe she followed the Mississippi River down from New York to Tennessee. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson plays Kyle Owens, who is the old race car driver, the guy who has lost his flow. Uh, he is also a his father and his grandfather were racing legends. So the Owens family has been well known and successful in the racing industry. Uh, we have Charles Melton, who plays Davis McDowell, who is the young up and comer who, uh, you know, they drive on. I don't know what I don't know if it's stock car racing, but they're driving on dirt uh course and their cars are all beat up so i don't know if that's stock car i don't know the definition i'm not too immersed in the world of racing to know exactly what version what flavor of racing this is but uh it shot well i love the racing scenes as this show episode starts with a racing scene i like the way it shot mcdowell ends up uh clipping owens the rear uh, of Owen's car making him spin out causing him to lose the lead and lose the race right so we find out that uh, McDowell plays a little bit dirty drives a little bit dirty um, which doesn't help Owens out who is already has his own issues uh, and because we see him kind of staring at his hand and kind of like it's he's he's lot that's the whenever they whenever a race car driver in this episode stares at their hand it means that they've lost their flow. Um, after the race, Owens calls uh, this other McDowell out, says he's ruining the sport, how he drives, uh, asking about, they ask him about his retirement, which he says uh, is just speculation, right? Which his daughter in the background, you can see as he's saying this to the, the interviewer, not very happy, right? and also his wife and his uh the pit boss guy they they you know 
they were expecting him to retire. This retirement was supposedly what he was going to do. And all of a sudden, after losing this race, he says, I'm not, I'm not quitting. This is all speculation, right? Then you have McDowell come up, this sore winner, right? This guy who plays dirty, wins, and then on top of that goes to talk shit to Owens. And angry at Owens for not getting out of the way, right? He is playing victim while also being the dirty player, which is just like, you want to talk about an easy way for me to not like a character. Uh, that is how you do it. Play dirty and then cry about it and play victim. Like the bully mentality 100%. Especially after winning. Like, you can't win and then also play victim. Like, I would have won even better if not for your not driving fast enough and not letting me pass you. So Owens gives him a nice punch to the face and then receives one in exchange. So there's a little scuffle that happens in that interview. On the drive home, his wife, Owens' wife, uh, doesn't trust McDowell, right? She sees a darkness in him, right? So kind of setting up maybe what we might see uh, when this murder happens or attempted murder happens. Uh, and also his daughter is mad. And she's watching a social media post about her dad not quitting, right? She's on her phone as they drive home. They live in a nice house, so clearly he's done well. Like he wasn't always, like clearly this... This flow issue that he's having wasn't always an issue. They have obviously it's been in the family, so you can see that represented in the house that they're living in. Uh, and you kind of tell the mom is the boss, right? Telling him to work it out uh, before coming inside, working it out with his daughter before coming inside. And that's when we see why his daughter's so angry because she was the one that's supposed to be taking over driving in the family when her dad retires so she can't start driving to take his place until he retires right in order to keep the family name in the sport which it has for generations and you know she gets angry she storms off and drives away in her yellow mustang and then you see the wife come out approaching him in the garage and he says he can't retire a loser. Uh, says he lost his flow midseason. He just hasn't been able to get it back. Uh, mentally, he lost the race before it even started. Uh, then you see McDowell show up uh, in his family business tow truck to record a social media post. Like, just, he plays dirty, he wins, then he goes over to the person he pushed off the track in order to win to record a social media post to talk more shit, right? And then rips their mailbox out, right? He tied the chain to their mailbox and drove away in this tow check. Like, this guy is an asshole. Just a complete and utter asshole. Also, when he peels out, tearing up the flowers that his wife had, had just planted, you know? It's just like... He's not even acting this poorly after losing a race. The dude won the race, blames him for having to be pushed out of the way, then goes to his house to record, in some ways doxing a guy, but it's, I'm sure it's a small town. Everybody knows where Owens, the Owens house is. But still, it's like this guy is just, just a garbage human. And his wife says, uh, enough with this flow shit. Go out there and destroy that evil shit, which I completely agree with. I'm on, as far as all of these characters so far, and I love Tim Blake Nelson, um, so obviously I want him to do good, but I'm on her side. I was like, yeah, just you got to figure out a way to get over this flow shit, which sometimes can be easier said than done, but she sees how evil this shitbag kid is. Cut to later, Kyle gets an idea. Kyle, the uh, older race car driver, gets an idea while looking at a fishing fishing rods that are mounted up in his garage while he's working on his car. 
right? And he goes into a tackle box. He takes out this gigantic hook, uh, some pliers, a pen light, and then uh, a clutch tie. I forget what they refer to it in this, but it's like a, uh, it's almost like a little twisty tie, like a little wiry twisty tie um, type of a thing, but like a rubberized out on the outside. There's a specific term they use, uh, but anyway, he pulls out those four things and he takes off on his quad. It's at night now, and he goes, pulls off on the side of the road and gives a call to that tow truck company, the his rivals, right, the McDowell Tow Truck Company, pretending that his truck is, uh, you know, needs a tow, right, while he's he's outside the McDowell's garage. And then when the tow truck leaves to go take care of this car that's supposedly uh, broken down, he sneaks into the garage uh, where he sees McDowell's race car uh, is also stored. Stored. So then he pops the hood off of the the engine, pops the air filter off the carburetor, right, and seems to set the hook up to catch the throttle, right, as it opens the intake for the carburetor catch that so when he slams on the gas it will keep the throttle open so he can't slow down right locking the throttle in place cut to another race back at the racetrack and they're just doing practice laps so that's not an actual race but both both cars are on the track going around and it's mentioned that it's just a practice lap so you know it's, it's like no need to go hard or whatever and you see Owens in his car driving, and behind him is McDowell. So, in order to force McDowell to slam on the gas, thus making it stick, stay wide open, uh, he slows down on purpose, forcing him to pass, to go around him, right? Then when he does, you see it lock in place, see the, the throttle lock in place, and the car just kind of goes straight right into a cement barricade that uh, lines the turn. So it just doesn't turn at all, just goes straight. Which I would think that even if your throttle was stuck, right, your gas paddle, pedal was stuck on full on, and you're barreling down to a turn, I would think you would at least still try to, to make that turn, right? And just kind of, you would, I mean, you would still hit the barrier, but it wouldn't be a straight on, hit you could at least you know fishtail it out and slam the side of your car instead of just going head first into this thing either way car does go straight slams into that bursts into flames uh just consumed with fire and owens gets out of his car he's got a big smile on his face when he's asking he's like oh is is he all right is did that go bad for him right so cut to our fearless leader, right? So that is the setup like, okay, somebody like you watching this show, somebody died. Owens like or McDowell just died in the car. And Owens is super stoked about it. Or did he die? Cut to our fearless leader, Charlie. She's cleaning up puke out of a go-kart. She's working at this family fun center, which is also owned by, I believe it's also owned by the McDowell family, or at least they work there, uh, or his mom works there anyway. Uh, but she's cleaning puke out of a car uh, go-kart. She finds these keys just kind of sitting on a counter. She knows who these keys are. They belong to Davis McDowell's mom who is working behind the counter where you go and take your little tickets that you win in the arcade to exchange for a, a very cheap prize, right? Take your hundreds of tickets to win, you know, trade it in for a yo-yo. So she's working there. Charlie brings her keys back to her and like reminds her, it's like, you got to watch out. You got keys to all this stuff and they're just sitting around. And she's listening to the race or listening to, yeah, she's listening to the race that happened when this episode started uh, on the radio. She's too nervous. She can't watch it on the TV. There's like a sports bar area, this family fun place, but she's got to listen to it on the radio. Um, and then when he wins, they all go to the TV to watch the interview. 
and they're seeing like, oh, they're not. Why are they not interviewing my son who just won? They're interviewing this this old guy that lost, right? And you see Davis show up, uh, or on the interview, she also sees the fight that she got they got into, which she's not very happy about her son getting into that fight. Uh, which her son shows up, Davis shows up. Uh, in the parking lot, signing autographs for all the kids who are stoked. Like, oh, you just won. You're cool. You're race car driver guy, right? And he's actually like a respectful guy, right? And like when one kid was stoked that Davis uh, got to punch him, like he's like he's actually respectful of Owens, right? Which is, you know, he's obviously knows how to play the the kind of uh, role model thing outside off the track but then we see how dirty he is on the track and to other that other racer see how dirty and disrespectful he is to going to his house and post it's like if these kids follow him on social media which i'm sure they do they probably saw that or they probably will see that uh he also is a shitbag And he shows the kids, like, you want to see what my good luck charm is? And he pulls out this picture of his grandpa who taught him how to be a racer, race car driver, taught him how to be a good man, right? This is my grandpa. This is my good luck charm, this picture, right? And he offers to let the kids uh, sit in his car. One kid's like, me first, me first, because I got cancer. And, of course, Charlie's in the background. She's like, bullshit. Calls bullshit on this kid that says he's got cancer, right? Davis finds Charlie later and says that, ah, oh, you're pretty lucked out that uh, you were right about calling bullshit on that kid that had cancer. That could have been a, a, a tricky situation. Uh, and she t- ends up telling him about her special ab- ability, right? She can spot bullshit, right? And he's like, oh, so you, you're like one of those cancer dogs, right? Sniffing out cancer. And that kind of becomes the metaphor they use to describe her ability in this episode. Uh, and, uh, she's trying to fix this, uh, claw game and he like effortlessly fix it, like stuffs the cables in, gives the claw game a kick. And now it's like magically working. Right. And she asks him why he drives a tow truck if he's winning all these races. And he's telling her that like, ah, it doesn't pay for shit. Plus it costs like $75,000 just to keep your car racing on the track. And then he complains about how Owens probably spends 10 times that and still loses, right? Talking himself up like, I am so good and I don't even spend as much money as they do, right? Really playing up this underdog type of storyline that clearly is part of his shtick. Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about, are you a fan of art, movies, and all things entertainment? Then you need to check out youtube.com slash inspireddisorder. Our page is jam-packed with all kinds of great content, including making of videos of the many faces, an ongoing art series of abstract ink paintings. But that's not all. We also feature daily episodes from The Ray Taylor Show, a podcast that brings you movie reviews, TV show reviews, episode recaps, opinion on news and entertainment and much more there's also a weekly diary and top five movie rankings of a variety of categories and if that wasn't enough we've also got how-to videos covering all kinds of topics so why wait head on over to youtube.com slash inspired disorder and start exploring the amazing content we have to offer and now back to the show then he says owens can't punch and didn't even get hurt and Charlie calls bullshit on that, which, you know, he's he's learning that she's accurate, right? As he goes around helping Charlie do all of her tasks at work, right? Taking out the trash, cleaning up around the fun center, all that stuff. Uh, then he starts complaining about uh, Kyle's daughter and how it will be easier for her to get sponsors when she takes up because she's a woman she's a woman of color right she's mixed parents are white white dad black mom it's like sponsors will be all over so of course davis is crying about that it's like i just why can't i get sponsorships it's gonna be so easy for her you know 
and Charlie, Charlie points out uh, that he constantly complains, <laughs> which I, I appreciate that, right? She she tells him she doesn't get get the whole racing thing, and he points out that uh, she drives a classic muscle car, '69 Barracuda, and she's like, "Yeah, I drive it because it's a car. It's a form of transportation. I use it to get from point A to point B, right?" He he drives in circles, only turning left, right? So then he decides to take her over to one of those driver simulation arcade games throws some quarters in and he's going to show her how difficult it is to be a race car driver right playing on these games which i love playing those games you know in an arcade give me one of those but to act like those arcade games are an accurate simulation of driving is absolutely ridiculous uh i had always wanted to back when i had like video game systems and i played the actual racing simulation games like forza and gran turismo i had always wanted to get like a setup where you have the pedals and steering wheel and stick shift and all those things to make it more realistic which those games i would say are at least slightly more realistic and if you get like one of those high-end things with like the the force feedback type of stuff it can feel a lot more realistic compared to some arcade game uh which is kind of a ridiculous way to prove your point that it's hard to be a race car driver um so he tells her to do a maneuver called the fish hook, which I think is funny considering that is the thing that we see later on that could potentially kill him. Um, of course, she crashes because he's making a point. Oh, look how hard it is. You were driving a video game and you, you couldn't even do it. And he tries to go in for a kiss and she turns him down, right? She gives him the cold shoulder. Uh, cut to then Owen's daughter shows up to the family fun center calling davis out right after she sped away from talking to her dad she's like i'm gonna go show this guy that i can beat him on any kind of track and she challenges him to a race in the go-kart track which again is not a accurate comparison to actually driving a race car like go-karts you can max out you can put your foot to the the pedal and you're it's going slow enough to where you can make every turn there's no actual trying to or need to understand how to regulate your speed when going into and coming out of turns but of course it is definitely that moment this moment where they race each other on go-karts is the most cheesy aspect of this episode it feels so much like some disney made for tv movie about these rival kids who drive race cars it is so cheesy but the only cheesy part i would say of this episode and of course she bumps him very much like he bumped her dad uh and makes him kind of doesn't make him spin out but of course like he just gives up like as soon as she passes him he just gives up and throws his his hat on the ground it's just like very disney channel movie vibes and you have Charlie cheering her on. Uh, and, of course, she beats him over and over again. You see kids on the sideline losing money. Like, the kids are gambling on this. And, of course, they're all betting on, on Davis to win because, you know, he's their, he's their hero. Um, and Davis, after losing a bunch, he leaves in a huff, right? Gets into his tow truck and peels out. And this is, of course, when he goes to the Owens household. He's angry at her, so it's like, I'm going to go take it out on their house and make and record a video and, and steal their mailbox. It's just, like, childish. This kid is, like, ch uh, uh, like, a spoiled child. And he's not spoiled, but he's acting like a spoiled child. And he's way too old to be acting like this. Right, cut to the tow truck going down the street with the Owens mailbox being dragged behind. Right, like we already know what he went to go do, and now we're seeing the aftermath of that. Uh, when he gets home, his mom is waiting for him. She's all pissed off. Right, she plays the video that he recorded and posted on social media about him talking shit out in front of their house. It's like you just beat this guy, 
right? Played dirty. She didn't see how he won, right? She was listening to it on the radio. But she saw how he acted in that press conference, in that interview, right? And now seeing this, she's like, this is not, like, Big Ed would have done, right? He would have gotten back at them on the track, not off the track, right? Big Ed, his grandpa, his his the his good luck charm, right? And she tells him, you two share the same devil inside, right? She knows that he's got this. They had similar attitudes. The difference being that he channeled, the grandpa channeled that and put it into racing versus this guy is doing it off the track and being a shitbag off the track. Cut to later that night, right? When the car ends up getting sabotaged, but not yet. So cut to later that night, Davis is on the couch watching TV, drinking beer. His mom, the call, the phone call rings, which is Owens calling that fake call. Uh, the mom gets the call, and she is going to go out on this call to help this, this guy uh, and tells Davis to stay there, uh, sober up, and tomorrow he needs to go back, replace the mailbox, and apologize, right? So while she's gone, Kyle sneaks into sabotage the car after we know right meanwhile davis is making some popcorn ends up burning the popcorn as you do and he decides to throw the burnt popcorn in the outside trash can which conveniently allows him to hear noises in the garage and he looks in the garage and sees kyle replacing the air filter putting the air filter back onto his car and uh, as soon as Kyle leaves, Davis goes into the garage, rips the hood off of his car, uh, takes the the air filter off because he wants to see what Kyle just did, right? So then Davis doesn't take the doesn't un doesn't remove the hook that is placed there to catch the throttle. Instead, he decides to take the the seat the seatbelt out and he does he does something to the seatbelt which at the time didn't make any sense it's like why is he doing this obviously the next day davis sees katie katie the daughter of uh kyle davis sees katie outside of the track where they're doing um just practice runs right and he apologizes to katie about the mailbox and he offers to let her drive his car, right, to beat his time. It's like, you, you can beat me on the go-karts. Why don't you take a real car around the track, right? See if you can beat my, my, my lap time, right? Which, of course, we know that his car is sabotaged. He knows his car is sabotaged. And furthermore, he sabotaged the seatbelt. And now we know why. And now we see it's like, oh, my God. So now that scene that we saw of the car crashing, we know that it wasn't Davis in the car. That was Katie. It was Owen's own. It was Kyle's daughter. So when Kyle decelerated to force what he thought was Owen or just what he thought was Davis around and then crash into the barrier, not only was it his daughter, but because Davis sabotaged the seatbelt she was stuck in the or she the seatbelt didn't work at all it failed so she when she crashed there was no seatbelt to protect her so she just slammed into the so now she's in a hospital she's in a coma her injuries far worse because the seatbelt failed right so this this evil piece like not to say Kyle isn't a horrible person also clearly but Assuming if the seatbelt wasn't tampered with, it would have just wrecked his car. He wasn't trying to kill Davis. Whereas Davis made death far more of a potential when he sabotaged the seatbelt. It was just like this twist, like, holy shit. Like when we see and when he realizes when Owens gets out of his car and he's like got the big grin on his face, like, oh, is he okay? And it's like, no, Owens, 
it's your daughter was in there. It's like, oh, she, like that, that um, all of the thoughts and emotions that are cycling through his head in that moment. Just like, oh, my God, so great. So cut to the next day where Davis is. Um, oh, wait, not that. And Tim Blake nailed that scene just shows how good of an actor tim blake nelson so good so good ballad of buster scruggs i mean all all kinds of coen brother movies uh, oh brother where art thou i love him in everything every time i see him he's always great he's also great in the uh i forget what the episode was but the uh uh guillermo del toro's cabinet of curiosities there's an episode with him in it he's great in that as well but great performance in this so we find out Katie's not dead. She's in a coma, right? The seatbelt failed. It gave away, right? So her injuries are much more severe, uh, which I thought when he was sabotaging the buckle was that sh it would not open so they wouldn't be able to get her out of the car and she would just burn up in flames. But no, it just failed. So she had no protection, slammed right into her the steering wheel and dash when she crashed. Um and he knows. So he says. Uh, no. So he knows. Davis knows that Charlie can spot bullshit. Yet. Which I think he. Because he knows that he's going to use her to kind of validate his side of the story. Right. Because he comes. When he comes in. He says that she crashed because of her own incompetence. Right. Which Charlie calls bullshit on. Right. He, I guess, in that moment, forgets that uh, she has this ability. Um, and she explains that when he said that she crashed from her own incompetence, she didn't believe it. Right. Because he's like, it's like kind of a somber moment when he comes in and he says that. And she's like, feels uncomfortable because there's a, and she's like, oh, but I mean, like. I th if it seemed like you didn't believe it, like she's kind of playing it off, right? But she's also, you know, just kind of playing it off as if she's wrong. And he plays it off as if he thinks it's foul play. He's like, actually, you know what? You're right. So he's using Charlie to uncover that Kyle sabotaged his car. It's like, yeah, you know what? You're right. It My car shouldn't have. It doesn't make sense that it would have done that, right? Which is kind of an interesting way because she always confronts people when she sees the bullshit, and a lot of the times she'll or she'll tell people that she knows what she knows, and those people happen to also be involved in the crime, right? So in some ways, Davis is playing both of those types of roles. Uh, so anyway, they go and they review the tape of the crash, and he points out that the the line she took doesn't make any sense like why she would why would she take that line if she was at that speed right and because uh, she was such a good driver right and the two guys this other guy that works at the thing along with davis both agree something must have been wrong with his car right so they go to his garage and take a look at the car and of course davis finds the fish hook right and he explains how it could be sabotaged, how they could have sabotaged his car to to Charlie. He doesn't know anything about cars like this, this hook. They could have used this specific thing to which he knows was used to hook the, the throttle in place. And Davis is like pointing it out. Look, this sabotage that was for me. Somebody was sabotaging, hoping it was me. Right. Which isn't a lie. Right. So he's kind of using Charlie's ability to kind of validate his bullshit. And Charlie's asking who he thinks would do such a thing. And he points to the mailbox that is still in the garage that he ripped out of the ground at the Owens household. He's like, well, it's probably them considering I was such a shitbag to him for no reason constantly, you know. And she doesn't believe that. And he asks her if he's lying. 
which she's like, you know, she sh- she can't know. She can't know, right? And she spots, because uh, she's able to spot bullshit, she's not able to spot the truth, right? So, and like if, she would have to confront Owens to find out if he's lying about that, right? <clears throat> so, as people do in these episodes, they will put things together unknowingly for Charlie. She will, they will fill in missing pieces for Charlie, not knowing that it's, it's ultimately going to help uncover what they did, right? And he's putting together how... Oh, he probably called, made a call, and then, you know, while they were out taking that tow truck call, he probably snuck into the garage, and that's when he did it, right? And the fact that he's so sure it was him is kind of a tell, right? Instead of like, I don't know, obviously it could be him because of what you did, but still, that's kind of a, a big thing to do. Like, aside from the fact that he actually saw kyle do this which his they call him keith as well in imdb tim blake nelson's character is kyle owens in the show charlie refers to him as keith constantly so i don't know kyle keith whatever let's take a quick break from this episode because i want to talk about are you looking to add some unique and expressive artwork to your home office or wardrobe look no further than the many faces series by ray taylor That's me. These abstract paintings on paper explore the endless possibilities of the human face, capturing unique expressions of emotion, mood, tone, and energy in just a few minimal features. Now you can bring these stunning and thought-provoking pieces into your own space with high-quality prints and t-shirts featuring designs from the Many Faces series. Or take home a -a one-of-a-kind original piece for your collection. Don't miss out on this opportunity to add some original and expressive artwork to your home, office, or wardrobe. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com to browse and purchase original artworks, prints, and t-shirts from the Many Faces series today. And now, back to the show! So Davis and his buddy decide to go get revenge right but charlie stops them right and instead volunteers to go talk right uncover she's going to cancer dog him right uh which is a metaphor she's not super stoked at but obviously she's like let me go get some more proof because they're just going i mean seemingly they're going on assumption obviously davis knows the truth uh but charlie goes over to the owens garage uh and uh introduces herself right and she's delivering flowers um from davis's mom right and she spots the fishing rods that are up on the mounted on the wall she kind of asks about that um and she kind of flat out mentions davis found a fishing hook in his engine that sabotaged it right and kyle says point blank to to charlie uh he never touched his car so charlie knows he says he never touched his car so of course because he said that charlie knows that he did uh and she's freaked out and pretty quickly leaves right gives the flowers to his wife his wife is coming into the garage as charlie's leaving and his wife asks what that whole thing was about and he says it was nothing right and his wife knowing him calls bullshit as well right so you don't necessarily have to have special abilities to know when your your significant other is lying. Uh, Charlie gets back to the go kart place to tell Davis and the other guy that she confirms Kyle did or Keith did do it, uh, but tells him instead of beating him up, they need to like we need to just get more evidence to pin on him so the authorities can take right. Like let's just get as Charlie tries to do tries to get those missing pieces those key pieces pieces of evidence in order to to really pin the guy uh cut to everyone running to the tv inside to watch kyle keith mr owens on the tv at a press conference confessing to sabotaging the car right so it's out in the open obviously his wife got the truth out of him and then you know made him confess 
and you see her standing right behind him. And in the confession, he said that he never wanted anybody to get hurt. Obviously, he never tampered with the seatbelt, right? Obviously, it would have wrecked his car, but the seatbelt should have protected whoever was in the car. So she knows that he wasn't lying when he said that. And Davis ends up getting a call uh, and goes outside to answer it. Uh, and the other guy, like watching the TV, he's like, man, karma is some kind of consequence, isn't it? Hilarious line. Cut to Davis on the phone. Uh, he's on the phone with the cops. They want to examine the car, obviously, now that it's been, you know, there's a confession of the sabotage they want to. And that's what they had planned to do to get the CSI stuff going on the car to see what happened. And all Davis is focused on is being the new champion, right? Now he's going to get the sponsors, right? His mom's not going to have to work anymore. Like he's, he's only thinking about how these events are going to benefit him. And Charlie, obviously she's like sympathize. Like I can understand how you would, you know, think about those things. Think about how these events could help you. Right. But then she leaves, right? She goes to get a smoke a cigarette and she overhears the kid goes up to Davis. Right. And, uh, the kid's scared is like, like if the seatbelts don't work, what I'm just going to, she's, he's like afraid he's going to get hurt out in the go-karts or whatever. So, and he says, right. It, it's despite that moment being kind of this touching moment where Davis gets down to give this kid confidence, right. Comforting this kid. She also, Davis also says something that, Charlie sees and she sees him say what happened to Katie seatbelt was a malfunction and when he says that Charlie knows that he's lying it's like oh he knows it wasn't a malfunction right and now Charlie knows he knew it failed on purpose right which doesn't make sense like the why is always the big thing that Charlie wants to uncover it's not the lie it's the why he would lie about that so then Charlie goes to Randy, who is the other go-kart guy that they're kind of, you know, Davis was going to go beat up Kyle with. Uh, and she asks Randy about the seatbelts and why it might have failed. He said it could have just been old, wear and tear, all of these things, right? They don't get inspected like most things in a car. Which doesn't make, that doesn't make sense why he would know it would fail if, if it was just wear and tear. Right. So it must have been some something intentional. Right. Then Charlie looking for Davis. Um, asks his mom where he might be. Uh, and she's still kind of hooked on the fact that Kyle broke into her garage. And Charlie's like, yeah, it's I, I can see how that's uncomfortable. You're home and somebody's breaking into your house. And she tells Charlie, he's like, no, I was I was actually on this tow call. So I wasn't home. Davis was home. So now Charlie's like, okay, so he was there. Maybe he saw Keith and maybe he was the one that rigged the seatbelt, right? And Charlie notices that uh, his mom left the keys, right, as she tends to do. So Charlie uses those keys to get into the garage to search for clues, which he has no idea what she's looking for, right? Looking for something that would point to the fact that Davis sabotaged the seatbelt, right? But when she goes in, the car is already gone. It's been taken to the cops already, and the tow truck is in its place, right? She starts looking around, opening drawers, right? No idea what she's looking for. And she sees the picture of big ed on the counter and she asks big ed like i need your advice right and when she's asking ed for this picture of ed for advice she hears somebody coming in right so when she goes to hide davis is there so he comes in uh and he finds his mom's keys like mom i found your keys they're out in the garage and then he notices that the the drawers are open right that charlie was that somebody was looking through something he grabs a pipe and starts walking around the garage, right, to see who's broke in. And just as Charlie is 
going to leave, get out the door before he sees her. He sees her, and she immediately asks him if he messed with the seatbelt. And she does. She's, like, so fearless, straight to the point. Did you do this? Obviously, he doesn't answer, right? And then she points out that she knew it was a lie when he told that kid the seatbelt malfunctioned, right? She also pointed out that he knew uh, a gear tie was used with the hook but was burned away in the accident. So he couldn't have known that's what was used, that that's what was holding the hook. Could have been a number of things, but he knew exactly the thing it was, which Charlie knew because that's what Kyle or Keith confessed to, that that's what he used. So she lays it out, right? He was home, he saw Kyle, and he came in to sabotage the seatbelt, right? And then Davis starts to threaten Charlie, right? And she opens the garage door, right? He's like, well, you you just messed up. As he's standing in this garage with Charlie holding a pipe. And she looks around, sees the garage door opener, opens the garage door. Thankfully, Davis's mom is standing outside of the garage door. She's still looking for her keys, right? And Charlie leaves. She's like, I'm out of here. Thank you for being there. I am getting out. Right. And as Charlie's driving away in her car, which we haven't seen her drive her car in many episodes. She's in her car driving away. And in the rearview mirror, she sees the tow truck is behind her chasing her. It's at night. And she's just like he's told her the advice he told her when playing that video game. You got to trust your car when he's telling her how to do the fish hook maneuver. Right. And you see Charlie in her car slamming on the gas to try and get away from this tow truck as it's it's creeping up on her it's gaining on her and she's like trust your car trust your car trust your car and she does it she spins the car around doing a, a 180 and drive in the opposite direction obviously the tow truck can't maneuver in that same way so it takes him more time to stop and turn around which gives charlie enough time to get out cut to the race where Davis has a new sponsor, all of a sudden, it seems like it just happened overnight. He gets his sponsor, right? He dedicates the race to Katie, right? And Charlie confronts him before he, just as he got in his car, confronts him and gives him back the picture of Big Ed, right? That she she saw on the, the counter in his garage. And she knew he had no intention of driving that day because he had taken out the picture, his good luck charm, and he didn't want it to get burned up because he knew that was going to happen, right? More evidence, still circumstantial, but like you knew it was going to burn up. And you didn't want this picture to burn up. That's why you took it out. That's why it was on the, the counter, right? She also said that he chased her the night before. So that just kind of means that he got that literally got that sponsor overnight. It's just like, it's amazing how fast these race car drivers get sponsors. Uh, but she calls him a monster. He threatens her again, saying that there's no safe place for her out here around here. So she tells him that she's on her way out. She's leaving. But that morning she quit the the family fun center right she said goodbye to davis's mom then he stopped by the hospital where katie's at and had a long talk with donna owens the the wife right and she told him all about kyle or keith's flow and how uh what happens when you lose it and th this is when i noticed she keeps calling him keith so i don't know uh then she adds that she talked to Katie as well, right? She's coming along and she's going to come for him. And it's just a matter of time before she beats him on the racetrack. Like his time is up. He may have gotten his way. He got Keith to stop racing. Thankfully, Katie survived and she's recovering. And it's just a matter of time before she's in a car beating, beating McDonald, McDowell around the course. She slaps him on the shoulder, tells him to buckle up, right? And after she leaves, you see him, right? He starts up his engine, 
right? And he looks at his hand, that same shaky hand thing, right? Indicating that he lost his flow too, right? So in some ways, and that's how it ends. So in some ways, karma was the consequence. No legal action was taken, right? He's going to have a few moments of of the spotlight and then it's just a matter of time before katie comes back and destroys him so kind of a, a an underwhelming end in some way obviously great to see that he lost his quote-unquote flow great to hear that katie didn't die but still very kind of like such a gut punch when that twist is uncovered midway through this episode great twist right the first episode i think with no murder also, uh, she never got the evidence really to pin him as in like most of the most of the episodes end with that last piece of evidence. I guess the music one, Rest in Metal, it was the lawyers and the pot that like they, they never really got the justice. This is more comic karmic justice in the, that episode as well. Um, And it's also interesting how the guilty party was using Charlie's abilities to kind of validate their version of things. So kind of an interesting use of that. Um, and we see Ch Charlie driving her car for the first time since episode four, Rest in Metal. Uh, so it's nice to know that her car is still around. We haven't seen that for a few episodes. Uh, the go-kart racing was super cheesy, right? Uh, But the, the rest of the racing stuff was great, especially the setup for the twist. That was great. Uh, and then we find out that it was his daughter in the car. Such a gut punch, right? Uh, from what I've seen, this episode is the lowest rated episode on IMDb, which I definitely enjoyed far more than the last episode, uh, Exit Stage Death. I did not like that episode very much. I like this one far more. Um, and the last few episodes in the season are rated so well. So I'm looking forward to seeing the final few episodes of the season to see how it all ends, uh, which next week is episode eight, season one, episode eight, the Orpheus syndrome. Uh, we have a special effects artist unearths a past project to find closure from the guilt of a fatal onset accident. Uh, when old demons resurface, Charlie is left to unravel a new deadly plot. So that'd be fun. Uh, uh, makeup artist. Be cool. We'll see. We'll see where she's at now, too. Uh, and that's a wrap for this week's episode of the Poker Face Recap Podcast. Tune in every Tuesday for another recap of the latest episodes. And join the conversation by leaving a comment on your favorite podcast platform or a rating as well, as well as over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder. Until then, keep your poker face on and see you next week. No bullshit. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.